Welcome, my real wellness friend. It is episode 48, Get Stronger, starting now. This is going to be a fun one because with school starting back in the next couple of weeks, you may be thinking about a fresh start for yourself, even as an adult. We think about fresh starts. You know, next to January now is frequently a time that people begin strength training workouts anew. And if in the last episode where we talked about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats with your wellness, you might have thought about, you know what, one of the things that is a weakness in my lifestyle, one of the things that is a threat in my wellness is... I'm not on a regular strength training program, and I need to be. So this episode is to help you start or restart getting stronger. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. These are the principles that I teach my clients. These are the questions that I ask them. I was having this conversation just today with one of my clients and preparing for a new training client onboarding later on this week that we're talking about, okay, here are the principles. We're getting you set up on your initial strength training program. This gentleman is wanting to actually start bodybuilding But whether you're bodybuilding or simply I'm going to get stronger so that when I'm 100 years old, I can still put my luggage in the overhead bin in the airplane, then yes, this stuff is going to help you. When you don't use these and you just start going to the gym or start working at it at home, you end up either overtraining one area out of balance or you set yourself up for joint pain or a posture misalignment, or you end up hurting yourself somehow. A friend of mine started training without getting professional help and ended up hurting himself a little bit with this. You train longer than you have to, or you don't train as much as you need to for your goals, and then you wonder, I'm doing all this effort. Why isn't work? Why isn't it working? You end up not fitting your life and your fitness goals together, your training together, and so then it's easy to quit. So your first question is, what is your goal? Why is it that you want to strength train? Is it to prevent bone loss? Is it to increase metabolism? Is it to improve your ability to, I joked about it, but to toss your luggage in the overhead compartment in an airplane? I remember listening to Wonder Woman's mother, the woman who played her was Connie Nelson. In an interview with her, she talked about how after they went through these four months of training, um, horseback riding, all the weight training, all the kind of CrossFit type of training. She said it was so cool because she was on an airplane and normally, previously, she had struggled to put a heavy roll-on bag in the compartment above. She said, but this time I tossed it up there like it was just this, you know, little purse or something. She's like, it's just so easy to function in life when you have a lot of strength. Yes, that is true. So that might be one of your goals. One of my clients talked about wanting to be able to do at 80 what she can do today. And what was really funny was that she mentioned 
the concept, the idea of tossing the luggage in an overhead bin too. So that must be a thing. That must be that must be something you, that you need to hear because it's come up recently in a lot of conversations. So what are the principles? There are seven principles that you need to understand for your strength training. And after we talk about the principles, then we're going to talk about the basics of how to put together a strength training program for yourself. I, I do. I, this is not to replace getting with somebody like myself, a, a personal trainer or a health coach who is trained in this, but it is to get you start thinking about how to do this. If you want to try it on your own, it'll give you a little bit of help with that, uh, but certainly it will help you if you are working with someone. Once you have this understanding, it's going to make the process much faster and much easier for you. So first up is the principles. The first principle to be aware of is the principle of overload. Your muscles are only going to respond to what you overload them with. There's a quote from the Fitness Management Magazine a gazillion years ago, actually back in the 1990s. But the this principle in this quote is still 100% true. And that is, when we work our muscles a little harder than usual, they respond positively and become stronger. When we work our muscles a lot harder than usual, they respond negatively and become weak or injured. I'm going to go ahead and explain to you how that works. Is you get, when you exercise, when you lift weights, you get little microscopic tears in the muscles, and that's exactly what should happen. And then when you eat protein and you go sleep, those microscopic tears build back and they build back stronger. That muscle builds back stronger. And that, my friend, is adaptation. That is where you have overloaded the muscle beyond what it's used to doing. You've overloaded the muscle beyond its day-to-day -day function. And then when you do that on a small amount, it adapts to the new load. Then to overload it, guess what you get to do again? You get to overload again so that you can adapt again. Now, how do you do that safely? It is the 10% rule progression. On a weekly basis, at most, you increase what you're doing by 10%, and you can increase that through the amount of weight, the number of reps, the number of sets, or through shortening the length of rest time between the sets. And I'm going to walk you through what those terminologies mean, because if you are new to strength training, you might not understand what those terminologies mean. Okay, principle number three is speed control. That is using a two to a 10 count so that there is no momentum. So if you ever see somebody in the gym just throwing the weights around, sometimes that is with purpose. There is a reason for doing that. But if you are trying to build muscle, just traditional strength training building muscle, you do not want momentum. You want the motions to be slow and controlled. Number four is using a full range of motion, or at least as full of a range of motion as is comfortable. You might have an injury that you're having to work around, but you want to use a full range of motion because, just picture this, if you're doing a bicep curl and you're only moving the weight three inches, there are certain muscle fibers that are not firing, that are not getting used, so you want a full range of motion. Again, you're going to see people, including myself, do little small movements 
that's fine. There's a reason for that. But that's a more advanced technique and a more advanced reason for wanting to do it. But even if you somebody does a small little movement, a pulse type of movement, they're still doing a full range of motion at other times. You want to get a full range of motion in so that you can get all the muscle fibers engaged. Next up is training specificity. This principle simply means if I'm working my chest, if I'm working my quads, then my back or my calves are not getting worked. When you use free weights, you are using support muscles. You are using muscles around the main muscle that's being used. That is getting some training in. But training specificity, that principle focuses on whatever whatever movement you're doing is focused on that specific area. Why that's important is because we also then want balance, which is the next principle, that if you only work chest, you are going to end up with rounded shoulders. And all the things that we do in our life already are pushing us forward. We are on the computers, we're, our hands are on the wheels, dry on, on the wheel. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have two steering wheels in your car. Uh, on the steering wheel driving. All of this motion that is contracted the chest, drawing the chest in, if you don't balance that by working the back, you're setting yourself up for some shoulder issues. And the last principle, principle seven, is rebuilding time. Specifically, you want, in general, 48 hours in between working a muscle to let it rebuild. I talked about those little microscopic tears. If you go in and you work the same muscle group day after day after day after day, it's never going to get stronger because you don't give it rebuilding time. You're not giving it time to heal. That was the principal list. Now we're going to decide the types of program method that you're going to use. Three that I want you to think about. Rubberized resistance, like resistance bands, Resistance machines, so a lat pull-down machine, if, you're, if you've been to the gym and you're familiar with that, that's a type of resistance machine. Also, free weights. This is dumbbells or a bar weight. What are the pros and cons of these? A rubberized resistance, the bands, have minimal joint stress. The negative is it might not be enough resistance for you. After you have been training for a while, the rubberized resistance might not be enough, or if you are just naturally strong in some areas, it might not be enough. Resistance machines. These are safer than free weights, but they are not as effective for life functioning. And here's what I mean by that. Because as you talk about, as you think about free weights, when you have this dumbbell in each hand, your balance is thrown off. And so you're having to engage your balance. You're engaging your core. You're engaging all these little support muscles, holding the weight as you through the air as you're going through space in the movement. A resistance machine is doing that for you. It's holding everything in perfect alignment for you, which makes it safer but you don't go through life in a resistance machine. You go through life picking up groceries. You go through life bending over and picking something up off the floor. That's how we move. And so that means we need to at least eventually be able to move that way against resistance. But the downside is with free weights, it's easier to have improper form and injure yourself. So you have to decide which of these you want to start with or which combination of those you want to start with. 
terminology that comes up a lot as you're starting a strength training routine is what in the heck is a rep and what is a set? So I'm going to use a chest press as the exercise, as an example, and we're going to say What is a rep for that? A rep for a chest press is a bar being on your chest, and now you're pressing it up into the air. Or you're laying on your back, and you've got a dumbbell in each hand, and the weights are down by your chest, and then you're pressing them up into the air. Going through that movement one time is a repetition. And so you might do that 15 times, so that is 15 repetitions. Or 10 times, that's 10 repetitions. You're repeating the movement 10 times or 15 times or 7 times or whatever you're doing. A set is how many times in a row that you do that repetition before you take a break. Now, that break might be 30 seconds, might be 60 seconds, might be, you know, two minutes while you go do another exercise and then come back to it. But a set is the number of times you do that repetition, that movement before you take a break. What does all this mean for what your goal is? This is where it gets fun because the principle is, we go back to the principle, the principle is we want to overload the muscle enough that it's going to adapt. So we need to overload the muscle enough that it gets those microscopic tears, but not dangerous, not you know endangering the muscle. The way that you know you're getting those microscopic tears is you're going to what's called fatigue. And that, my friend, that is your goal. That, In fact, that is your only goal. That is your only goal with strength training is get tired. <laughs> I mean, just I know that sounds really strange, but that is your only goal is to fatigue the muscle to where you go. This is a great description of fatigue that I've used for years with my clients is when you feel as though You could do a couple of more repetitions. You could go through the movement a couple of more times, but you would have to use improper form. You would have to really use some momentum to do it. You can't do it properly, quote unquote. That is fatigue. And you can get to that with 10 reps with six different exercises or 15 reps, nine sets of the same exercise. You can do that in any combination that you want, the goal is that you get to fatigue. There has actually been some recent research that talks about how if you are getting to fatigue and engaging all of the muscle fibers in that muscle group, it doesn't matter if you're using light weight that you're doing 15, 20 repetitions, or if you're doing heavier weight and six, seven, eight repetitions. It used to be thought that, okay, one of these is going to bulk me up and the other one is, you know, just going to tone me. That was the thinking. But it's really more about how much are you pushing to fatigue? Not just, you know, I kind of feel a little bit of warmth in my muscles, but no, fatigue. This is when I, one of the first times that I saw this and learned this was an advanced technique that is called hundreds and drop sets, where you do an exercise, a particular movement, a hundred repetitions, and you're dropping the weight as you're doing it. Well, there was this guy who I walked in the gym and this guy who was, he was pretty beefed up, quote, you know, so to speak. And he had these little five pound dumbbells and he was doing these little five pound dumbbells and he was struggling with them. I was like, what is going on with this? Well, 
Come to find out, it was like his maybe 200th repetition with this little five-pound dumbbell. He had gotten too fatigued with that, uh, but he was working a different type of methodology at that time. But the point was the muscle was getting fatigued. That was what mattered. Okay, next thing to think about. This is our last big thing to think about as you are putting together your workout program is thinking in terms of body zones. And I'm going to list out your major ones. You've got your chest, your back, your bicep, your tricep, your shoulders, your forearms. And side note on the forearms, after you're 45, 50 years old, somewhere in there, if you want to keep opening your own jars for the next 50 years, make sure you're working your forearms. Do not neglect them. And then legs as a whole. Or you can also break up the legs into glutes, quadriceps, which is the front of the thighs, hamstrings, which is the back of the thighs, and your calves. So those are your body zones to think about. When you put your program together, this is where it gets really important to work with a trainer because you want to figure out with your lifestyle, with how much time that you have to exercise, how much time you want to exercise, how you want to mix and match those body zones. Every one of my personal training clients has different goals and different amounts of time that they've decided to work out. So their programs, while they are all based on the same principles, their programs look completely different. So depending on your goal and the amount of time you have, that's how you're going to put it together. That determines if you're going to work out with a moderate weight twice a week or an intense workout daily, but only focused on one muscle group, which I'll explain that. So let me let me explain that. So if your goal is metabolism, you might work chest, back, glutes, quads, and hamstrings and really focus on that because those are your large muscle groups. So the amount of time you're spending in the gym, you're building the most muscle that you can in the shortest amount of time because your biceps, your triceps, your shoulders, your calves, those are really smaller muscle groups. So you could spend an hour training them and not build as much muscle as when you spend an hour training back. If your goal is general functioning for the next 50 years, then you want to train everything. Interestingly, though, there's less importance for your chest and your calves. You still want to train them, but it's less important. So you're not going to spend quite as much time on chest and calves as you do other things. If your goal is posture, two thoughts with this. One is you want to emphasize your back. Because everything we do in life, as I mentioned before, is forward movement. You want to emphasize your back if you're looking at posture. If you know you have a postural imbalance, then you need to get with a physical therapist or somebody who is trained to help correct postural imbalances and train for that. If your goal is balance, like just general balance over the years, you want to make sure you include calf exercises But not just like calf raises, you want to have calf exercises that incorporate balance. Interesting one is if your goal is to reshape your body, this one is a lot of fun to work on. You're going to work on everything, but you're going to emphasize where you want to change your proportions, and it's possible to do that. Time in the gym or time working out and whatever your goal is together help determine what muscle groups you group and how many days a week that you're going to do it. And that could be upper body all grouped together and lower body all grouped together. It could be your push muscles. So things like your chest and your triceps, the muscles that help you push, you might do those one day. And then you might do your pull muscles another day, your back and your biceps, and then do your legs on a third day and then possibly repeat those. A classic split 
is to do chest, back, legs, shoulders, and arms each on a different day and having 48 hours between those. And that's that's a whole nother episode that would take us another little while to explain why that is a classic split. And also there's something called a single joint versus a multi-joint movement. That's kind of more of an advanced thing. And if, you, if you're interested, I'll be glad to go into more advanced strength training terminology and understanding of putting your program together. Because something like the multi-joint versus single joint and doing that with free weights, that begins moving us towards something called functional movement classes and high-intensity interval training classes. So again, if that's something that you want, I would be glad to cover that. Uh, in fact, we can cover it in the next episode if you want. Just let me know. In the show notes, real quick resource to give you is I have a YouTube video on fitness in a busy life. In that, I demonstrate specific exercises, specific weight training exercises you can do at home that you can do in your office that doesn't require a lot of equipment. So head into the show notes and you can get a demo of those exercises. Reach out to me with questions. I brought up a ton of terminology and a lot of ideas on this. So let me know what your questions are. I'm happy to answer your questions. You can email me, sherry at theveriolife.com, or just give me a shout out on social media. I really encourage you strongly to start with a traditional weight training program for the first few weeks before you try any of the advanced stuff to build some strength and the support muscles and balance through the free weights eventually, even if you start with resistance or rubberized uh, resistance machine or rubberized resistance. So reach out to me if you have questions. I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.